Thanks for listening to the Thyroid Fixer podcast with your host, me, Dr. Amy Horneman, aka The Thyroid Fixer. Also, functional medicine practitioner, hormone and weight loss expert. We're talking all things thyroid, hormone, and health-related in order to empower, educate, and transform you. Remember, I fix your thyroid, I fix your hormones, I fix your life. So let's get started. This is going to be a good one because many of you have asked me to break down the differences and the benefits and the pros and the cons of metformin and berberine. So we're going to do that today, both for type 2 diabetes, weight loss, and then just longevity because many biohackers are using both metformin and berberine for longevity, for reduction of cancer, for protection of the brain against Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia, neurological diseases of aging, and various diseases of aging. So we're going to break this down one by one. Are you finally at your wit's end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. Now, metformin, the biggest difference, right? Metformin is a prescription. And it was actually, it came to market in 1984. It was researched since 1922, I believe, is when the research started on it, on metformin. And berberine actually dates back to 3000 BC, used in various Chinese medicine because of its strong antioxidant properties, anti-inflammatory properties. And many have said that berberine actually acts like an antibiotic, killing a variety of different things in the body, but without the antibiotic resistant effect and without the gut destroying effect of most antibiotics. That's just the basic difference between berberine and metformin, kind of the obvious difference, but I wanted to give you the history as well. Now, when we're talking about both berberine and metformin, they do very similar things on many different levels. So let's talk about the similarities first. Both of them are used for type two diabetes. Both of them improve insulin sensitivity. So you know when you are insulin resistant or you are a full-blown type two diabetic, you have resistance at the cell level for insulin actually getting into the cell. And with insulin pushing nutrients and glucose into the cell, into the muscle cell specifically, you are lowering the glucose in the bloodstream. So becoming more insulin sensitive is key so that you don't have elevated levels of blood sugar of glucose in your bloodstream at any given point of time. And also you don't want elevated levels of insulin because insulin is the fat storage hormone. Insulin is very, very inflammatory. 
while we do need some insulin and we definitely need it to survive, we don't want too much of it because then you aren't in that constant fat storage mode. We don't want that. We want insulin levels below a six. We want your A1C between a 4.8 and a 5.2 and your glucose in a fasted state. Or if you're testing with a CGM through the day, we definitely want that between really 85, 80 to 85 and all the way up to 120 post meal. So what we wanna do is keep that glucose from elevating to let's say 180, 200. Some of you who are diabetic go well over 200. We wanna keep that in that perfect range. And both metformin and berberine help the body to do that. Both of them actually improve mitochondrial function. So we see the autophagy aspect of berberine and metformin where it helps to clear out zombie cells. It increases telomere length, although we don't have a really accurate test for telomere length, but it has been hypothesized that, and this is why it's used for longevity and biohacking. Both of them are used for longevity and biohacking because you are activating autophagy, which is clearing out dead cells. Both of them activate AMPK. So your AMPK pathway will help to block gluconeogenesis in the liver. And by activating AMPK, you're actually getting a little bit of improvement of energy. That's very similar to what I talk about with thyroid fixer and T2. We're activating the mitochondria. We're actually having an effect on the mitochondria. And that is more ATP production, which increases energy. But when you activate the AMPK pathway, you're also improving longevity, gluconeogenesis, you're improving your insulin sensitivity and thus improving energy levels and better stability of your energy because your glucose is not on a roller coaster. It's not going up and down. We talked about blood sugar. Both have been touted to help with an increase in short chain fatty acids in the gut. Now, when we're looking at both berberine and metformin, metformin has about a 30%, what would you call it? Just no can do, can't go there rate of people who just cannot tolerate the gastrointestinal side effects of metformin. Berberine has more of a 10% rate. So many of you may have tried berberine. You might be out there thinking, oh my gosh, I tried it and I got the loose stools and I got the nausea and I got the diarrhea. That's really only in about 10% with berberine. It's about 30% with metformin. But here's the thing, both of them do improve gut health and both of them will increase short chain fatty acids in the gut and improve butyrate production. So those of you who have done a GI map, maybe you know that you're low in butyrate, berberine and metformin both improve that. We use berberine as part of a stack in gut healing protocols because of that, because of its effect on the gut. Now, we don't want you having loose stools or diarrhea or nausea, but when you do have that with berberine and even a little bit with metformin, it's usually telling us that there's something going on in your gut that really needs to be addressed. So that's kind of like a really cheap gut test that you can do. Take some berberine, see how you react. And if you do get the loose stools, if you get do get the nausea and the diarrhea, you need to do some more gut work. Just like we use collagen as part of a gut healing protocol, we use berberine as part of a gut healing protocol. So it does have a positive effect on the gut 
And sometimes you just need to hang in there and use it for a couple of weeks and allow your gut to heal a little bit. Use that in combination with digestive enzymes, use that in combination with some probiotics and let everything calm down and balance out. And then you're able to get the beneficial effects of berberine on your gut. And then the beneficial effects of berberine on pretty much everything else, like your weight and your insulin and your triglycerides and your cholesterol, which we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about. So both of them have improved butyrate in the gut. Now here's one difference with berberine. And I know I'm bouncing back and forth. So try to keep this straight. You may have to re-listen to it, take some notes. One benefit with berberine, like I said, they both, berberine and metformin both activate the AMPK pathway. But berberine also, in addition to activating AMPK pathway, it activates an enzyme called P38. When both are activated at the same time, it has an effect to lower pro-inflammatory enzymes in the body. So it lowers oxidative stress. It reduces inflammation and it reduces cell division at the cancer level. So this is where we start to hear in the biohacking community that people are using it to prevent cancer. And actually some studies with berberine show that using berberine in patients with any type of cancer or who are genetically predisposed or prone to cancer, they've had cancer in their family, they have had it in their past, which now they're in remission, that there is a preventative aspect with berberine and cancer. Now with metformin, and here's my thought process on that, because cancer feeds on sugar, we know that cancer cells, so when we're doing a PET scan and checking for cancer, what do they put in you? A glucose basically dye serum because the glucose will go to the cancer cell. If you picture the cancer cell like a little Pac-Man that is really, really hungry for sugar, then that sugar naturally goes to the Pac-Man cancer cell and lights it up. Cancer feeds on sugar. That is why when we lower insulin and we lower glucose, you have a reduction in your risk of cancer. Makes sense. Totally makes sense. So I think that that would be kind of across the board with either of them, metformin or berberine, but you're getting both the insulin sensitizing effect and the glucose lowering effect from both berberine and metformin. One drug, one supplement. One problem with metformin, and we're going to get into a study that shows this. One problem with it, and I've heard this in a couple different circles, so I decided to look into it. And there's a couple studies that we're going to put in the show notes so you can see the difference of what we see with berberine and exercise versus metformin and exercise. Metformin lowers IGF-1, which is insulin-like growth factor. So for those of us looking to put on muscle, this is going to work against you. And there was a study done with metformin and exercise, and they did metformin and circuit training, which involves some weight training. They also looked at metformin and cardiovascular aerobic exercise. And they found in both studies, and it's a little bit of a weak study. So for those of you who really like to dive into studies and pick them apart, it's a little bit of a weak study, but both of them showed a reduction in the benefit or almost an elimination of the benefits of exercise when you're taking metformin. So whether you're trying to put on muscle and let me back up with the IGF-1, we want that insulin-like growth factor because we want an adequate amount 
of growth hormone. Growth hormone is your anti-aging hormone. So like I, when I'm talking about Tonkatalee, when I'm talking about hormone fixer, right? I'm always talking about how that Tonkatalee improves growth hormone and that decline starts to decline after the age of 30. Growth hormone, we can reflect back to Suzanne Summers and her books. Remember anybody, anybody read those back in, what was it, 2005? I don't know when they came out, but that's when I dove into all her books. And she was talking about growth hormone and how this is so beneficial. And, you know, I'm in my 20s back then. I don't know, maybe 30. And I'm, I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking, well, I don't need to worry about that right now. I'm good because I'm still young. Well, sure as hell, as you start to age, you really see and feel that growth hormone decline as your skin begins to wrinkle, as your exercise recovery starts to go down, as you start to put on more body fat and you start to lose muscle. So the last thing we want to do as we age is do anything that's going to lower our IGF-1. So that is one downside of metformin. Now, I diverted there. Let me go. Let me tie this into the metformin and exercise study. So metformin has been shown to cancel, cancel the effects of exercise. And on the flip side, berberine enhances the effect of both weight training, circuit training, and cardiovascular exercise. So one study showed that taking berberine with exercise, it improved the effects of the exercise itself. It also improved cholesterol levels. It reduced triglycerides. It increased HDL. It lowered LDL, lowered total cholesterol. Of course, we don't want to lower it too much because you need that for testosterone, your GSD hormone. It reduced or improved insulin, well, improved insulin sensitivity, reduced blood sugar, reduced blood glucose, like we talked about earlier. It lowered HSCRP levels as well. This is berberine, berberine done with exercise. CRP, C-reactive protein, I've been seeing this elevated. It's a marker of inflammation. It's directly tied to cardiovascular disease. I've been seeing this elevated in a lot of you because a lot of you have gotten a certain something, something over the last two years. And I'm pausing, trying to find the words to not get kicked off of every platform in the world. But let's just say that something, something that you might've chose to get is elevating CRP levels through the roof. We're seeing huge markers of inflammation in the body. We're seeing a decrease in the immune system in the body. So you might wanna even toss in some berberine because it's going to lower, I didn't even know this until I looked up the studies, it's going to lower your C-reactive protein. So bonus. And it did all of this compared to those, they actually did a comparison to those just taking berberine, not exercising, and those just exercising, but not taking berberine. So they showed that both of those combined, berberine and exercise combined, work very well together. That's where you get the huge improvements in cholesterol, in your insulin, in your CRP across the board, and you get an enhanced effect of the exercise itself. Now, one thing that I also have heard when we're talking about using metformin and exercise, and I'm trying to find it in the study, which is why I'm pausing here. It's not in this study particularly, but actually I was talking to a colleague and we were talking about using metformin and berberine for longevity. And he even mentioned, make sure you don't take the metformin before you exercise because you are inhibiting the mTOR pathway. 
And inhibiting mTOR is good for longevity. And there's a huge debate. I mean, you can look up mTOR and you will see half of the people talking about why you want to activate it and half of the people talking about why you want to suppress it. But from a muscle building standpoint, you want to build that sexy lean muscle. Inhibiting mTOR is not necessarily good. It's great for longevity, just like caloric restriction gives you longer life and gives you more longevity, quote unquote. But what about living your best life, looking your best, performing your best, feeling your best with the days that you have? I always say I would rather live to 75 and be feeling great and be aesthetically great and looking young and anti-aging, then try to push it to 85, but be a string bean or be overweight because I'm inhibiting mTOR and I can't build muscle and I'm taking the metformin before my workout and I'm negating the effects of exercise and I'm not putting on the muscle because I'm lowering my growth hormone. Now, let me, I should have prefaced this in the very beginning, but I'll say it now saying, telling you that I I do use metformin. I am prescribed metformin because I have or had, I don't even know what you can say at the age of 48. Do I still have PCOS? I had it. I was diagnosed with it. I had it. I had the insulin resistance. I had the whole thing. No, I didn't go on birth control to fix my PCOS, nor should you. Went on metformin because when you lower the insulin, then everything starts to come back. Your cycles start to come back. Your androgens, if that is an elevated level, start to balance out more. So everything starts to work really well when you lower that insulin. So yes, I have taken metformin, but recently, I would say at least over the last couple of years, since really discovering berberine, using berberine with my patients, looking at the effects of berberine versus metformin, which we're talking about today, I have decided to switch over to just berberine because of all of the beneficial effects, especially the anti-inflammatory effects, the antioxidant effects, the reduction in oxidative stress effects. You kind of can't go wrong with berberine. Whereas with metformin, ah, I don't know. I'm not saying it's bad. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of positive effects of metformin. So Jay Campbell and I were talking about it. When did we record our podcast? A year and a half ago now? Brilliant dude, brilliant dude. And we were talking about how he and his wife were somewhere where they got a stomach bug and everybody in their party that they went with got a, a basically either food poisoning or some kind of giardia kind of stomach thing that you get when you're on vacation, maybe in Mexico. And They saw it coming on, went back to their room, down like 1,500, 2,000 milligrams of metformin and stopped the stomach bug from occurring because of the activation that it does at the gut level, that little bit of protection, that increase in short chain fatty acids. Now, could they have done this with berberine if they had it? Probably, probably would have done the same thing. And since then, I have been in a couple situations where I felt something coming on in my gut. And I did exactly what Jay said. I downed about 2,000 milligrams of metformin. And sure enough, it did stop it. So there are definite benefits to metformin, but they seem to cross over into berberine. Now, I have a study published 
that I wrote up with a colleague of mine. It was my patient. I love referring to this because it's just so just touches my heart. This patient was a full blown insulin dependent diabetic. And he got that diagnosis relatively quickly. He checked himself into a hospital with blood sugars of 600, over 600. So they immediately put him on insulin and metformin. And he left the hospital and he called me and he said, I refuse to be on insulin the rest of my life. Let's do this. So I said, well, I've also seen a lot of studies that show in very, not difficult cases, but we'll say intense, extreme cases, such as an insulin-dependent diabetic, where your blood sugar is through the roof, we can use metformin and berberine together. Now, I'm by no means that bad. Have I used metformin and berberine on the same day? Yeah, absolutely. But for him, we used metformin and berberine together alongside a low-carb diet. And in, I had no idea it would have a positive effect this quickly. I was telling him, hang on for the long ride. This is good. We're going to do this, but it's going to be a while. Well, I had to eat my words because in six weeks, he was off his insulin. Six weeks, his A1C went from a 13.9 to an 8.4. Then in six months when we tested him, so he was able to come off the insulin, thank goodness, because insulin, it's, it's like putting gasoline on a fire. We know that the insulin when given, if your pancreas is shutting down and not producing enough insulin, you give insulin to lower the glucose in the blood. But then you have an issue with too much insulin, which is then going to cause weight gain. And that weight gain is going to make you more insulin resistant. So it's very much a vicious cycle when you start bringing insulin into the game, especially with type 2 diabetics that already need to lose weight. So whatever we can do to get you off of insulin, short of being a type 1 diabetic, no, we're not going to get you off of insulin if you're type 1. But type ones can use berberine as well because you have issues controlling the amount of insulin that you need. And we want to bring that insulin need down to as low as possible. Because again, even if you're type one, if you have to use more insulin for the meal that you ate, you can also get into that vicious cycle that I talked about where you're gaining weight. So we don't want that. So yes, back to the benefits. Both of them used together. So in six months, so we used berberine and metformin together. We took out the insulin for this patient. In six months, his A1C went from a 13.9 to a 5.4. And he essentially reversed his diabetes. Reverse it, gone, done. Lost a crap ton of weight too. I forget how much, at least a hundred, maybe more. So those are the effects of berberine and metformin together in those really, really tough cases. There's another study, as I was kind of building this podcast for y'all, there is another study done, which shows actually the benefits, it's called berberine overturns menopause comorbidities. Women rarely suffer cardiovascular insult until perimenopause. So we're seeing all these different comorbidities, meaning things that can kill you or disease states that kind of come on in like cardiovascular disease during menopause, we're seeing many of these increase during menopause. Now, of course, 
hormone replacement therapy protects from a lot of that, right? We talk about testosterone being low, cardiovascular risk goes up. But I don't want to go down that rabbit hole just yet. Let's talk about berberine and its effects. So this study shows that the benefits of berberine supplementation embrace the reduction of many menopause-associated pathologies. These include oxidative stress, talked about that, inflammation, boom. This is a long word, say it five times fast. Don't you make fun of me for not being able to say it. Hypercholesterolemia, cholesterolemia, hypercholesterolemia, high cholesterol. Let's just phrase it like that. Related cardiovascular diseases, hyperglycemia related, and type 2 diabetes. And depression. And depression. So we know that with estrogen deficiency that accompanies perimenopause and menopause, that increases your cardiovascular risk. And that results from modifications of your plasma lipid profile, an overproduction of ROS, which is reactive oxygen species. And we're also seeing just a general inflammation and insulin resistance occur with perimenopause and menopause. Because a lot of times we'll see that insulin resistance creep in even without the presence of hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's, you can obviously still be insulin resistant if you have PCOS, but also we'll see higher incidence of insulin resistance as we go into perimenopause and menopause. So that berberine comes in, we know that it reduces oxidative stress. We know that it reduces inflammation. We know that it improves lipid profiles. So thus we see with berberine, being used during perimenopause and menopause, we see a reduction in all-cause mortality, various pathologies, and comorbidities. Pretty cool. So that was just a really interesting study that I knew many of you would just love to look at because many of you are in perimenopause and menopause. Now, if you're wondering, how does it help me lose weight? Because that's what you're focused on, right? We all want the weight loss. We don't want to be walking around with excess weight. I don't want you walking around with excess weight because the excess weight puts you at a greater risk of various comorbidities like cardiovascular disease and diabetes and cancer. So how does it help with weight loss? How do either of them help with weight loss? So this is where both berberine and metformin come in and they both help with weight. When you're insulin resistant, going back to the beginning of this talk, when you're insulin resistant, I want you to think of it as well, resistance, right? Resistance at the cell level. The cell door is closed. The insulin can't get in. It can't push the glucose into the cell. When you have that resistant state, and let's say your pancreas is pumping out more insulin than what the body can handle. When you're in that insulin resistant state, like I said earlier, insulin is the fat storage hormone. And it will literally cause the body to grab the food that you're eating, store it as fat, store it as fat, store it as fat. That's why we don't want to see elevated insulin levels. That's why I tell you to check your blood and look at the fasting insulin because you want that below a six. And I have seen beautiful glucose, perfect day one C's of let's say 5.2, 5.3, but insulin is elevated. That is still an insulin resistant state. And that is what is causing the weight gain, having higher than normal blood glucose levels, higher than a six in your insulin, that is insulin resistance. Now that might be a little bit on you 
for changing your diet. You need to lower your carbohydrates. You need to lower the things that are causing that high insulin spike, high fructose corn syrup, processed foods, excessive carbs, excessive amounts of fruit. All of that is pushing up. Well, it's creating that insulin resistant state because you're pumping out more insulin at the pancreas level. Now you have a higher glucose response because of the food that you ate. So more insulin has to be pumped out because you just ate a shit ton of sugar. So more insulin has to be pushed out in order to lower the body's blood glucose level. And in order to do that, it has to push it into the cell. What if you're insulin resistant at the cell level? So that is where both metformin and berberine come in and help with weight loss because as you're lowering that insulin, then it lowers the, well, you're lowering the insulin in the bloodstream, in the body. So you're not in that insulin resistant state with excess insulin and you have better glucose control. The other thing is both will, although I've seen this a little bit more with berberine, actually, both metformin and berberine will reduce carbohydrate and sugar cravings. So we can see a reduction in appetite, although that is a little bit, we'll say far-fetched, that's not the mechanism of action to reduce your appetite, but it just naturally occurs because when you are taking that roller coaster of glucose, the highs and the lows, the highs and the lows, when you're in high, that's where you're storing fat. When you're in the low, that's where you're hangry. That's where you're craving. That is where your body literally says, Mary, go to the vending machine, go to the pantry and eat your kids chips ahoy and maybe grab some pretzels while you're at it. That is your body screaming at you to get your blood sugar back up to a normal range baseline. But what do we do? We grab the chips ahoy and then we go super high again. And now you're just on this vicious roller coaster up and down, up and down all day. You're hangry, you're hypoglycemic, you're eating food you shouldn't, and you're storing fat like crazy. So if we can balance that out and create more of a wave-like pattern rather than a roller coaster pattern, your body can then tap into your fat stores because you got the fat on your body and that's energy and your body can tap into the fat stores for fuel. Well, then that's a beautiful thing because now you're burning your own stored body fat instead of constantly burning the glucose that you're putting in your mouth. And this is where the low carb diet aspect comes in. And I always say your labs tell us how you should eat, right? You have insulin above six, you should probably consider doing some type of low carb diet even if you do the keto for the week and come up on the weekends, because in lowering the insulin secretion at the pancreatic level, you are going to naturally, and then you pair that up with some berberine and exercise, you are naturally going to improve parameters across the board, make your glucose go into a wave-like pattern and allow your body to stop burning glucose all the time for fuel and actually tap into your body fat for fuel instead. Now, when you look up, if you want to just have some geeky fun, go to PubMed, go to Google Scholar. I have something called Mendeley from when I was going through my doctoral program and it allowed me to save all these studies so I can go back to them. And I just typed in berberine. This is all that we have here. Efficacy of berberine in patients with type 2 diabetes. Berberine as a therapy for type 2 diabetes. Insulin sensitizing effects of berberine. Berberine is a potential therapeutic agent for metabolic syndrome via, oh, wait, this is good, via brown adipose tissue activation and metabolism regulation. Why do I love that? 
because I talk about brown fat activation all the time when I'm talking about T2, because that's what T2 does. Can you imagine if you put together berberine, blood sugar fixer, and T2, thyroid fixer, together, you kick up this brown adipose tissue activation, and oh my God, you're burning fat like crazy. You're increasing your basal metabolic rate. Antioxidant and anti-inflammatory activities of berberine. I mean, the list just goes on and on. I have so many, so many. So you can see that berberine has huge potential. I'm not poo-pooing metformin. I just wanted to lay out the, the differences between the two, the pros and the cons. I would say one pro of metformin, you can probably get it for a copay of 10 bucks, right? As opposed to actually purchasing a supplement, i.e. berberine. But you have to weigh the pros and cons. And last thing, last thing, last thing I will say, there was some chitter chatter about talking about metformin's effect on the body of increasing the risk of Alzheimer's, which obviously piqued my attention since my mom passed of Alzheimer's, her father passed of Alzheimer's. I have it in my family. I don't want to do anything that's going to increase my risk. I want to do everything that points to reduction of risk. Now, since then, I have not heard much on that particular aspect. I will personally have to look into the studies a little bit deeper. So I do think that that's a little bit overblown because if you look at the mechanism of both berberine and metformin in lowering insulin and improving glucose, what is Alzheimer's? It is type three diabetes. We know that your risk of Alzheimer's significantly increases as you are insulin resistant or if you have type two diabetes, as you are feeding those amyloid plaques in the brain with high insulin levels, you are increasing your risk of Alzheimer's and dementia. So if both metformin and berberine lower that, I would say that both of them decrease your risk. I would, like I said, I've only heard talk. I haven't seen a study on it, but I wanted to present that in case you have also heard some chatter about metformin increasing your risk of Alzheimer's. So we put the exercise studies in the show notes. If you want to geek out on that, like I said, go to PubMed, go to Google Scholar, type in berberine and see what comes up. You're going to find a ton. All right. Hope that clarifies a lot for you. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you loved it. And as always, if you would be so kind to leave a review, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, that would be absolutely amazing. I read all of them. Also, anything that you hear on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any kind of medical condition. So we always recommend that you check with your medical provider, your doctor, your nurse practitioner before implementing anything that you hear on this podcast. And if you want to find out more about working together, you can click the link below in the show notes to book a discovery call. And there you'll be talking to a member of my team. They are an extension of me. They are amazing. And you and I will talk after that once we get you all signed up and you and I get to work together. All right. I hope to see you soon.